Welcome to Thinky Comet, a collection of nuanced conversations about the Black experience. I'm your host, Mia Marie. On this podcast, we explore topics that empower, educate, and illustrate the necessity for honest conversations about being Black, all with the aim of reaching personal liberation and challenging systems of oppression. Throughout this summer, we have seen countless examples of how the strong Black women trope harms the collective's ability to show up for Black women in our time of need. Khadija and I recorded this conversation in April of this year, and it's as relevant now as it was then. In this episode, we'll first provide a definition of the strong Black women trope, explore how it shows up in our lives, and close with ways to push back against the narrative in order to create space for Black women to express our full humanity. Please enjoy what being strong means to Black women. I'm super excited to be having this conversation with you, Khadija, about this idea, this trope of the strong Black woman. I think it's Really, it's it's relevant today. It's relevant tomorrow. I think this um, stereotype of Black women being strong impacts so so much, so many of our experiences. Whether it's like how we show up for our families or in the workplace or you know at society at large, that I thought it would be relevant for us to have this conversation today to make sure that we're all using the same language and we have the same like shared understanding. I'm going to start out by sharing this definition. Um, that I found that I felt was pretty relevant today in terms of how we're going to define and talk about the trope of being a strong black woman. So the superwoman schema includes five elements. The first being feeling an obligation to present an image of strength, feeling an obligation to suppress emotions, resistance to being vulnerable, a a drive to succeed despite limited resources, and feeling an obligation to help others. So that's how we are going to be discussing. That's the definition we'll be using today to drive our conversation. Wanted to ask you, Khadija, how has it shown up in your life personally? Do you relate to that definition? Do you relate to the stereotype of being a strong Black woman and why or why not? Oh, absolutely. Well, one, I'll take it broader first. I think being woman, you know what I mean, regardless of race, um, brings about these types of... um, like ideas or like archetypes, you know. Um, but then being black woman just just drives the definition even deeper. Um, I think when you're a little girl, I, I I can't I can't remember a moment in my life where that type of messaging hasn't uh, been uh, given to me either by example or uh, verbally. You know, I grew up with a family of predominantly all women. You know, my grandmother was the matriarch. Uh, she has two daughters, my mother and my aunt. My mom and my aunt have two daughters. And then I have one boy cousin, first cousin. It's a lot of women, you know, to be yeah. around um, all of the time. And my grandmother was like the definition of this, of the, of the strong black woman. I'm looking strong. I'm not showing emotion. I'm not vulnerable because I can take care of myself and I can make the impossible happen, even though I don't have the resources to do so. Yeah. 
she was always helping us. So like feeling that obligation to help, like I wouldn't be where I am today without her help. So absolutely, I, I relate to it. There's no way around it. No, definitely. I, as you're speaking, I'm really thinking about all of the women in my family, my aunts, my great aunts and my grandmothers and my mom, and all of them are so fierce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all of them yeah. present very strong. And for the most part, I would say, especially in terms of like presenting that image of strength, succeeding beyond limited resources, supporting our family to do the impossible and suppressing their own em emotions and resistance to being vulnerable. You know, like that was definitely mm -hmm. how they raised us. And I, we benefited from that, right? We definitely benefited yeah. from their strength. It, it created an environment where we could thrive. And also I felt at times, you know, despite, you know, there were definitely moments in like late night conversations with each of them individually, where you get glimpses in terms of like their, you know, how they're actually feeling their actual mm -hmm. personalities, you know, what are their hopes, their dreams, their fears. Mm -hmm. It definitely, you do feel and see the, the lack of vulnerability and not that like mm -hmm. they're not being honest with you about where they're at or their experience. But I think in terms of vulnerable and perhaps not asking for help and perhaps not asking mm -hmm. for help because they, they didn't necessarily trust that help will come from outside of them. Right. Like, I think it's this mm -hmm. like idea to some extent that you have to you have to do it yourself or you have your trust and confidence your confidants your people that you can you know look out to and reach out to but i think the vulnerability and yo i need help can you do this or i'm not going to do it so someone else can pick up the slack it just it wasn't present and i get it and there's no there's no shade in that statement because i think also this is something i feel like probably all women can relate to but especially black women we often mm -hmm. do feel like we have to do it or it won't be done. I have to save myself because nobody else is coming for us, right? So I think that also adds mm -hmm. to the need for us to be strong and to show up strong for our families. I totally agree with you. <laughs> totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, I don't. I think Black women often, although there's this beautiful, it's like this uh, dynamic of like, this amazing sisterhood yeah and then the flip side of that is like this island complex where I'm out here by myself spending no one's coming I need to make it happen on my own and then equally I have this sisterhood you yes. know I will say in my personal life though I I've been but I'm both I, you know if I'm just let's just let's just keep it real I'm both yeah I have been so blessed and I know this is not every black woman's experience and woman's experience with black women especially but i have been so blessed to have such amazing friendships and sisterhood it's one of those things that i you can point to areas in your life where you're like i got the golden ticket in that and i mean i really got the golden ticket in terms of having just phenomenal women in my space that I have been able to be completely honest with, whether or not I was ready to be honest with, right, and, and be vulnerable with and share my feelings and emotions, they've been available. I've always had that. And I'm at, on the edge of 40, there's such deep gratitude for that right now because one, I know that and that's not everyone's experience. Like, two, I see people, especially with all that happened in this past year, 
like the amount of loss that has happened. There are people that people are never going to see again, you know, who were those rocks in their life. I'm grateful to one, have not lost those relationships physically. And then to just be able to say that I have this has been wonderful. The other side of that has been my own personal work on how to lean into those relationships so I'm not continuing to feed into this definition of like the strong Black woman, you know, and I think that's the thing that Black women often struggle with is knowing that you may have a really strong support system, but not knowing how to use your resources, not feeling like you should use them. You know, there's a guilt behind, at least for me, I was raised to feel like suck it up and figure it out you know and you never want to be someone's burden it's something that I've always struggled with I never want to add to someone's plate and I think that's the thing that makes black women in particular struggle with saying when they need help because the people that they need help from they know they need help too you know what I mean so it's like this it's this dynamic of like wanting to lean on someone but knowing that they got their own shit and they need help too, yeah. you know? And I think that's what creates that loneliness within the the greater sisterhood. Yeah. You know, you're like, man, I wish I could just drop all this off on somebody right now. But then you consider, man, my, mom, my best friend's too. a single mom with two girls, yeah. you know? Like, I, I'm not going to drop that on her feet. I think that's what makes the black woman, strong black woman experience very different from other people is because we're all truthfully caring a lot. Yeah, absolutely. By all virtue, time. Yes, <laughs> by virtue of just being black women, I, I definitely that I definitely resonate with that. And I think another something that I have struggled with, another aspect is perhaps even like the projection of perfectionism, you know what I mean? Or struggling with perfectionism Mm -hmm. in terms of, for me, how I perhaps have showed up in my relationships with folks has definitely had to shift and change, especially recently, because I give off, like, I guess I have a big personality. I come off very confident and strong. And Mm I have real noticed that some folks, not all the people in my life, but some folks take that for granted and use that as an explanation. Perhaps that's me never asking for more, right? But use that as Mia got it, she's strong, right? And that sets the mm-hmm. expectation for themselves or what they're thinking in terms of what I need and the support, what support looks like for me. For mm-hmm. me personally, people see my big personality, the laugh, and they take that for granted as if it's easy to do every day. You know, it's easy for me to accomplish and do the things that I need to do because I'm smiling. And people often say there's a lot that happens behind folks smile that you you just never know what people are going through. And I that's something mm-hmm. that I've struggled with. And I don't know if that's all I'm not going to put that all on other people, because perhaps, like, again, I am a person that at different points in my life, I've been more thought, thoughtful about what the image that I'm presenting and like 
being honest about where I'm at is very important to me because at times I just haven't felt supported. And at times when I'm sharing things with friends, you know, folks that I felt connection with and I'm sharing them and they're like, wow, I never thought you could go through that. I, you know, you're just so strong and confident. I thought you'd never let that happen to you. And it's just like, to your point, mm-hmm. this is a vicious world for black women. What do you mean? I have little control sometimes about what happens to me. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. regardless of whether I'm not, whether I'm strong or not, and I have the strength to endure something, shit's still going to happen. I'm still like anybody else. I still need support. And so in terms of, I, and even perhaps even just thinking about our idea of being feminine, perhaps because I don't mm-hmm. present as a dainty person, this fragile thing, still, I still need mm-hmm. care, right? Like I still want to be yeah. held. I still need to be embraced, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's how it showed up for me. And perhaps that's a reflection of the quality of my relationships. And that's growth that like I have to go through. But that is definitely mm-hmm. the ways in which I have seen it show up and impact me, I think, and perhaps not the most positive of ways um, in my personal relationships. Yes, I agree with you. I think that what you're talking about is it's how you present your strength. Like you're talking about your laughter and your smile. Perhaps that's your way of hiding. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I laugh through my pain, which nothing's wrong with that. You know, I think laughter is amazing. Um, but I think Black women, we all have a different way of presenting our strengths. Some do it with laughter. Some do it with anger. Yeah. You know, um, some do it with being meek. You know, there's all these different ways of uh, presenting strength. I think the one that we're always trying to fight is not being that black woman and that black woman is what I'm talking about is like being that angry black woman and you're like the fact that I'm having to do all these things to fight showing that I'm angry you know or upset or not pleased (laughs) why is is why I'm um, is why I'm doing these things when you don't feel like you have the space not even feel because that's it I think you talk about feelings all the time but when it's a fact that you don't have the space to show up and be who you are it's like your armor do you know yeah. I feel like we're trained to put on our armor yes. you know like yes. you wake up every day there's plenty of days you wake up and you're just like I wish I did not have to do today I wish I could call in I wish I didn't have to take phone calls or have meetings your mental health day yeah and instead of that happening a couple days every few months you're feeling like that every day or every other day and I think what creates that is all these like microaggressions of just being black. You know, I think it's the thing we just can't get away from. And the strength part of it, being strong is like your armor. It's your cape that you put on every day. The thing that you're like, I woke up and I felt like crap, but I'm going to put my cape on and I'm going to step out in the world. And despite what the hell is going on, this is who I'm going to present myself to be. Because of all the things um, that I need to take care of, my obligations, you know, everyone has them. I think the part that people seldom consider is like, we understand the human condition. Like everyone is dealing with a, some version of this, right? But the extent to you, the extent in which Black women deal with this because they're Black and because they're female yes. is just so, it just layers it and hammers it in even harder so this like cape of like 
I have to show up like this because I need to feed my kids and I need to feed myself and I have a mortgage to pay and a car note and insurance. And it's part of the reason why you continue to show up like this. You can't show up to work, you know, moping around and not smiling. They, they hired you because you were smiling right. and laughing and jovial. You make people feel good and you light up a room and they literally tell you that. I, I had someone, the last brokerage that I was with, tell me, you know, you just don't have that same light that you had when you started. And when I tell you, you know, you watch movies where a scene happens, like someone says something crazy to somebody and they take a, a skillet and slap them in the face with it. Yes. And then it cuts to the scene again and none of that shit actually happened. I was like, I literally wanted to pick up something. I just wanted to jump over the decks and just plow him in the face, you know? And then the scene cut, the scene cut. And here I was saying, you know what? You're right. I don't. And I'm going to get that back. You know what I mean? And it was that thing where it's like, I got to present strong. I can't be vulnerable right now. I can't be a full human. I can't have I a, can't, range of, yeah, like, a can't. range of emotions. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I meant to mention this earlier that, you know, Melissa Harris Perry um, was one of the first mm-hmm. to coin this term. And she noted that this is something that we as black women have adopted with time to really counter, mm-hmm. to your point, this the other stereotype mm-hmm. of being like an angry black woman. But again, all mm-hmm. that this does is... I mean, perhaps, although it is like a positive coping mechanism that has supported us in some ways, it continues to limit our expression of our full humanity, right? As a full human, I can't show up and show the wide range of my emotions. There's only a few emotions that I am boxed in and able to express at work, Mm -hmm. at home, with my friends, whatever the case may be. And what Mm -hmm. if I like what an isolating and stifling experience overall seriously that's that's insane for someone to tell you you don't have that same light is the work still happening Mm -hmm. sir do you still have that same light (laughs) you know what I mean are you coming into the office every day cracking jokes when's the last time you complimented me you don't make me feel particularly good you don't make me feel particularly supported so why am I tasked and burdened to do the same for you and I think also mm-hmm. how even for me in my relationships with black men in particular, how at different mm-hmm. points, some of them have used this idea of strong as a backhanded compliment and as a reason mm-hmm. for why they don't need to show up for me. And if there's mm-hmm. nothing as mm-hmm. disrespectful as you a strong black woman, you got it. That is so that mm-hmm. is so disrespectful that it, mm-hmm. it lacks care. It lacks love. Right. And mm-hmm. I just also just mm-hmm. wonder on this larger societal level, how many times mm-hmm. society tells us, you a strong black woman, you got it. I don't have to show up for you. I don't have to care mm-hmm. for you. I don't have to take care of you. I don't have to protect you from harm. You got it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, are you serious? Absolutely. Really? Yes, I got serious. it. Yes. <laughs> they yes. are serious. And it just, <laughs> they it, are so serious. it impacts for me, it like depending on the person, and that's not everybody. These aren't generalizations, but it is fact, right? These are things that we that we navigate. These are things that show up. We created this. This is something we've been using to support us, and it's helpful, and it it adequately describes so much of what our you know foremothers, the women that came before us, went through, and also mm-hmm. how can we evolve this 
definition, this understanding. So again, it does acknowledge our full humanity and it's not the only positive way that we show up. I don't want to have to show up for the society, for the workplace, for my friend group, for the community as the workhorse. I'm not the strong mm-hmm. workhorse, y'all. I'm not the I'm not the mule. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Right. <laughs> I'm a human being. I do. You know? I do. And I think, you know, I think the positive side of this is I much what you're saying, I see black women being vocal about that at yeah. this point. Yes. I do feel the shift. And I think the most powerful thing you can do for yourself is know that you have the power to control your life mm. and your narrative. And I see Black women just doing that in the most just badass way right now. Yes. You know, whether that's like being the voice at your at your company and organization, uh, having your own business, these amazing social media. I mean, social media has its negative side, but this social media platform has been a place where you can really say what you want to say yes. and get your message out. I see black women just rocking it there. So I feel the shift, if I'm honest, I feel the shift happening. And I know it's because it's like, when you get to a place where you're like, there's nothing left to lose. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing left to lose. Yes. Like, you know, I'm just going to know you. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. And there's something so liberating in deciding that whether or not you see me as being a full human, I am. Yes. And I'm going to live that truth out anyway. And I, and I see black women doing that. And I'd like to think that I'm part of that. I'm doing my best to be part of that, which is why this idea of like sad of like, do your work, do your work. But I'm talking about when you're really doing your work, this thing happens anyway. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I know for a fact the type of trauma that black people have endured as a whole you need to go see somebody about it even when you think you don't need help you do need help because we have a way of doing that in our community too you know what I mean when you present strong then you believe you don't need you hide your flaws that's encouraged actually Uh, that's part of that narrative of being a strong black woman I got it all and I hide the areas that I actually need assistance in you know and our mental health oh yes absolutely And I see us breaking that. I see us breaking that. Go get, you need a therapist? Girl, let me, let me give you this resource. Let me give you this referral. This is who I talk to. And just being just way more honest about what you need and the no judgment behind what it is you need to live your full life. Like I see us doing that and it makes me feel so, in spite of everything that's going on, when I tell you, it brings me so much joy and so much hope, you know, that we're the generation that's going to change that. We we don't have to do what our grandmothers and mothers and great aunts and great grandmothers did. We don't have to do that. Yeah. We don't. And it's our, it's our duty to make sure that we don't pass that off right. to the next generation. Create like, space no. for all of the expression of whoever yes. they want to be. You know what I mean? And yes. like all of their yes. emotions. And that we don't shame mm-hmm. those emotions that we feel like 
are negative, right? Like you, you can cry freely and ask for help when you need it and encourage our friends, our nieces, our daughters, our sisters, everyone around mm -hmm. to ask for help when they need it. Because again, you don't have to do it alone. And that's perhaps where we can, you know, continue to encourage this shift. Because I, I agree, there definitely is a shift. I think that's how we can show up in the workplace for each other, how we can interrupt. Hey, I don't think she's angry. I just think she's a human and she was having a bad day. You know what I mean? We can always, right. we can also yes. have to change the narrative about other black women and the stories that are being told about the black women around us, right? We can come to the defense yes. of black women on social media, in the comments, when people are trying to degrade her for not showing up in a particular yes. way. I agree with you. Yes. And also, how do we keep it going and encourage it so that it comes our new narrative, right? Like it really does become entrenched in who we are as a people and our, and our identity. Yes. I think we just have to live it. Yeah. And live you it. You know, mm -hmm. I yes. think you just have to embody that and, yes. and be, and make a decision every day to do it every day. Because for me, I, I'm going to use the analogy to, you know, working out. Because that's the thing in my life where I'd be like, I have to make that decision every day yeah. to uh, move my body. Get yeah. up and move your body. Yeah. You know, get up and move your body. Fall in love with your body. Fall in love. You see what this, you see what your body is doing for you? How are you going to love it back? You know your body likes to do this. When you make those types of decisions and commitments in your life, just your life alone, not this greater group. But you, you look back in six months, and you're like, oh, okay. Like I couldn't wear that. Now it's a wig. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> yes, yes. And it was just so small. It was just that commitment that you made every day yeah. to do something for a couple minutes that was good for you. This is part of that practice, quite frankly. What are the things that you do every day? Every day. I mean that. What do you do every day that creates a habit that First, you see yourself as being full human. Because truthfully, we have to tell the truth about that. Often we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. It's definitely what society has put on us, of course. But we live it out. Mm -hmm. And we tell ourselves, I have no choice. And I can't make the change. And this is what I have to do. And this is who I have to be. And yeah, no, you don't have to me. do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody. I, I saw two things. Oprah had a Yann Lavansant on a couple of years ago for, I don't think it was a super soul. I, I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. But Oprah was saying to her, there's a, a member in the audience who got up and said, you know, I'm just tired of being, my family's everything, blah, blah, blah. I just went through that, that whole spiel that is part of the strong black woman. And it was a black woman who was making a statement. Oprah chimed in and said, you know, I thought the Bible said that you're supposed to help Oh, you're supposed to give. Yama let her finish her statement, and then she jumped in, and she said some of the most powerful things that I had ever heard. And she said, you know, people read the Bible and, and don't understand there's two contexts for giving. There's the giving that you do for others, and then there's the giving that you do for yourself. Mm -hmm. She said the scripture that talks about, like, my cup runneth over. She's like, you understand the cup is first for you. Yes. Fill your cup and everything that comes out of it is for everyone else. She's like, you keep pouring out of your cup when nothing's flowing over and there's nothing left for you. It's why you feel empty. And she was like, and you make the other person, because I think the other part of being um, the strong black woman age, 
like you said, part of that definition is like suppressing your emotions. You're angry that you constantly have to give and have bitter. nothing left for yourself. You're so bitter. But she answered the question. She said, stop pouring out of your cup when you yeah. don't have nothing in it. Girl. Like, stop. And I, so I say that every day, what is my, Kadeja, what are you going to do today to put into your cup? Yes. Just for you. Yes. What is your practice every day to put something into your cup? Is that your meditation time? Is that taking yourself out to lunch? Is that that pair of shoes you know you've been got have your eye on that you really want? Like, what are the things everyone has something different that you can do on an everyday to pour into your cup? Yes. Because here's the thing: somebody's gonna call on you to yes. pour into theirs. Yes, that's without question, especially as a black woman. You have listen. Somebody's calling for you to pour into their cup. So what are you doing to pour into your cup? And it's how you how you stop living out the narrative that you have to be this person. It's how you break those bad cycles. You introduce a new practice into your life. Practicing saying no. That's one of the most amazing things I've learned. You can't be there for everything. I'm not available. Y'all have the most wonderful time. And don't feel guilty That's about right. it. And it's your responsibility. And not feel guilty. And it's, yes. it's your responsibility. And it, unfortunately, yes. as it is. And as much as we want other people to show up for us other in whatever way, it first starts mm. with us. We have to start taking care of us first. And as selfish as yes. that sounds, it sounds selfish, right? Because I think partially why selfish. we show up. It's not selfish. We show up strong because we feel like everybody's depending on us. And again, but if you yes. don't, if I don't eat all day, and I'm cooking and making sure everybody else is eating. I'm running around. I'm literally going to pass out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're actually going to pass out. You have to give yes. yourself the fuel and energy to get through and to do the things. It's nobody else's responsibility for your own. And so I think also that adds to that bitterness is also the frustration that nobody else is taking care of you. It's not nobody else's mm -hmm. responsibility to take care of you, right? That's right. And I, yes, can, I can support yes. you. So I can support people. I can help in whatever ways. But that's something that I have learned. Like when I'm feeling empty and upset and sad sometimes, that's my fault because I'm not looking out for me. I'm too bad. I'm too busy, you know, dwelling on what other people haven't done for me. That's right. <laughs> yes. I wish I could just, I wish we were in the same place so I could just high five you. Right. Because that is how I live. Yes. And I, and that's what I'm saying. When you change your narrative, you take responsibility for yourself. It's, I know that you don't see me as being a full human. And I know you see that I'm always laughing or that I'm strong. It's my responsibility to let you know yes. that that's not my lived experience. And if That's you my responsibility. It's not like it's, right? And if you can't show up for me after I've let you know, then I can make that decision whether or not we continue this relationship, whether or not I, you know, we okay. are in closeness the same way. But it's still my yes. responsibility to let people know, hey, I'm human. I get upset sometimes. I didn't like that. You're stepping on my toe. <laughs> you know? That's it. I have to yes. let you know. And what you decide, yes. depending on how you decide, you know, that will impact, you know, how the relation con relationship continues. But it's so true, yes. especially for ourselves. Black women, we have to start taking care of ourselves and loving on ourselves fiercely yes. without any type of shame, without, you know, yes. any type of 
I think especially, you know, going up again in the Christian faith and uh, how our families, sometimes our family dynamics are set up. We are often told mm -hmm. we have, it has been modeled for us and maybe explicitly said that that type of focus on yourself is selfish, is inherently selfish. It's not, yeah. it's not it's selfish. Not. And Yama said, that's funny. That's the part I forgot to share with you. So about the cut part, she said at the end, she said, that's not selfish. That's being self fool. And I said, Ooh, mm, that's good. A word. Oh, that, that, that's so good. That's a whole word, girl. Just moment of silence. Let right. that sink in. Like, learn to live a self-full life. Yes. You know, they tell you every time you get up, the people use this um, example all the time. You get on the plane. It says something happens. Make sure that oxygen is on you first before you start reaching over trying to help somebody else. Exactly to your point. You're cooking for everybody else. You haven't eaten yourself. You're going to pass out. And I think that's, that's how we can destroy the myth of the strong black woman. Yes. Is to show up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Even when it's uncomfortable. Practice showing up for yourself. Because it's not going to It's like working out. That's why I said it's like working out. Listen, when you first get on that treadmill or whatever it is, you lifting those weights, it don't feel good. And the truth of my, my trainer always says this to me. She always says, it doesn't get easier. You get stronger hmm. in the <laughs> right kind of way. Yes. You I know what right. I mean? Yes. And she's right. It and is. she's right. Because I'm like, when is this not going to feel like this? And she's like, it doesn't get easier. You get stronger. And that's just, that just what needs to be the practice. The truth of the matter is, if you love people and you really care about people, say no, don't feel good ever. Truthfully, yeah. you know, when you want to really help, but you know you don't, here's the thing, that's part of that definition, trying to do more than what your resources allow. When you understand, oh, I don't have capacity for that, so I have to tell you, no, it doesn't feel good for me to have to say no, yeah. but I understand that I'm at capacity right now. Yeah. Here's how I practice being self-full. Sometimes you can't answer the phone. It's okay. That's all right. You know? Yeah. Don't. Sometimes you're in a space where you're like, mm, I, I need to just be quiet tonight. You know? Yeah. I can't. I've been talking all day. I don't want to talk all night, too. Can't do it. Right? It's okay to know your... And these are your daily practices for being self-full and for bringing humanity to yourself yeah. first. Right? And in turn, people treat you accordingly. Mm -hmm. That's just the truth. It's just true. People, you teach people how to treat you. So when you're constantly showing up, like, oh, let me smile, let me giggle, let me be fun, let me be lighthearted, people expect you to be that because that's who you presented yourself to be. That's what I'm saying, girl. That's what I said at the beginning. You presented this image and it's not even serving you. Presented you presented yourself. <laughs> it's yes. not serving you. And that's the part where you're like, yes, we know. And I don't want to go down that road because I want to stay focused. We know what the greater society is thinking. But where is your power in this? Yeah. Where is your responsibility in this? And how can you, you know, strengthen the most, those muscles that are, to your point, you're yes. still, you can still be strong. But how can you be strong for self? How can you be strong in a way that acknowledges your full humanity? How can we expand this definition so that it full exactly. it is inclusive of our, of our humanity? Because there have been positive things. There are we are truly amazing. Our strength 
has Stacey Abrams, shout out to all the organizers and activists in Georgia who literally saved our country. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? It was their strength. Yes. And I pray that yes. they're also in and exhibiting their strength to save our country. I hope that they are also <laughs> strength, you know, they're exhibiting their strength and filling their own cups, that they're resting, that yes. they have people that are uplifting them within their community as well. So I didn't mean to cut yes. you off, but also, you know, no, I think no, no, it's it is, it is yes. exercising that muscle daily allows us to be our authentic self and not just simply a reaction to whiteness. Yes. And stop living from that. Stop living from that perspective. That yes. is my promise to myself in my 40s. Yes. You know, I did so much of that in the the first part of my life. Everything, you know, was <laughs> the backdrop of what they, the they, the they. Whoever they no. is, they shifted. Girl, this is about you. <laughs> yes. yes, this is about you. What and I've, I've, I, you know, I've coined it like I'm gonna make deathbed decisions mm. for my life. I'm not gonna be laying on my deathbed wondering if I should have done something. Mm. I'm just gonna do that because I'm gonna be happy when that moment comes. Yes, you know, I'm gonna be full when that moment comes. I'm going to be content when that moment comes because I decided to change my perspective and my focus. Like some shit is just about you. I wrote a post about that. Some shit is just about you. Just do it. A matter of fact, a lot of shit is just about you. Honestly. Right. Stop making people be the center of your world. It's, It's the root of so much unhappiness that you allow the infiltration of other people's messaging and ideas for your life and who you should be. and Because at the, at the end of the day, that's all we're talking about is yeah. what they think. Yes. What do you think? And you beyond want? what do you think, what are you going to do? <laughs> Just flip Action. it in on its head. Yes. What are you, what, listen, what are, what are your actions, your actionable steps? towards not being the strong black woman what are your actionable steps to just being human being a good human and making sure that people that you're interacting with see you as such what what are you doing every day do you keep half-stepping and letting people say things to you that you know they shouldn't that feed into that narrative And this is a moment. This is such a shifting moment. I feel it too. Like Mm -hmm. there's definitely so much work to be done, but the the tides are changing and it's important Mm -hmm. for us to capitalize on that. And in capitalizing on Mm -hmm. that, it's like, bring your full self, honey, bring your full self. Demand that there is space for your full self in the way that there is space for other people. And you can do this respectfully, right? The way, in the same way that you respectfully create space for other people, other black women, make it for yourself too. And demand it. And yes. if those who do not, if they can't show up, if they can't acknowledge it, then they're not for you. And that's the other thing. We can't be so attached to an illusion or a dream of what somebody else is or what they're going to do to do for us that we lose a sense and a hold of ourselves. Because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, we are the most important people in our lives. You yourself are the mm-hmm. most important person in your life. That is not selfish. Yes. That is not self-centered. It is fact. And we yes. as a community, Black women... We got to be okay with being the most important person in our life. 
because I know that we weren't taught that as children. We weren't taught that as children. We weren't taught that in high school. We weren't taught that in college. And even in our friend groups at times, we're not taught that. But we need to embrace Mm -hmm. that and claim it for ourselves. I am the most important person in my life. And that's and I'm 100 percent okay with it. And give space for that to be other people's truth as well. Don't be in your feelings about it when somebody can't. (laughs) Don't be in your feelings. That doesn't make somebody not be your friend. It doesn't make somebody uh, not show up for you. You need to show up for yourself. Show up for you. Mm -hmm. And when you do, it will reflect back up. You know, something that I've learned um, over the past couple years in um, being in business for myself, is that when I stop believing that I don't know the next right thing to do, it comes to me, even when I don't know. When I'm always like, okay, what do you think? What do you think? I'm looking out, trying to get answers from other people. And it's been it's been God's way of being like, I need you to figure out who you are, Khadija. This ain't about nobody else. I need you to be good with you. Okay, I need you to find your voice. I need you to trust your journey. I need you to be okay with the decisions that you make. Do that. Fully. Okay, and stop looking for other people to be that for you. So much of your life, so much of our lives, and I'll, I'll say this for black women. So I, you know, there's some black women who, who got it. Yeah. Let, let's just go ahead and give it. Credit. The sisters who, you are doing okay. it got because, it shout out to yes, y'all thank you for being the model let's be not let's not be fooled there are plenty of black women who got this coin okay yes, yes. but for those of us who are still on that journey of figuring it out the most important thing you can do is know it's not about other people it's just really not <laughs> i can't say it enough it is not about other people it is literally about what are you going to do for you? How are you showing up for you? Stop wanting people to believe in you more than you believe in you. Right. Stop people. Stop wanting people to treat you more human than you believe you're more human. And love, you know what I mean? Yes, and that love that you're looking for outside of you ain't gonna heal you. The love that is no, gonna it heal starts you. It's you. It's in you. It's you. That's what you need to yes, heal, black woman. You. We need us to heal. We need ourselves yes. to heal ourselves. It's not gonna come in the form yes. of a romantic love, platonic, or even no. from our families. The love no. to be seen. Who needs to see it? We need to see ourselves. We need to accept ourselves. The good, the bad, the yes. ugly, all of it. The yes. like, the yes. what's on the horizon. It just, it's us. It's all, it's us, you know, and nobody's coming to save us. And that's not a bad thing. No, <laughs> it's just that, that, I was just about to say that. And it's not a bad thing. And it's not it's a bad thing. Living. It's just life. It's called living. And, it's you called know, living. and our trauma, and there is something to say about our trauma that has probably shifted our perceptions of ourselves and has shifted, you sure. know, and has, you know, that made, you know, my family coming from Mississippi to Colorado there were external mm-hmm. factors that pressured them to live the way that they mm-hmm. did that made us of live course. and you know that created these dynamics however our reality is shifting now and we have That's the right. opportunity to create something better for the people that are coming next so what are we going to leave them how are we what are we role modeling for them what is and the when you know better that we want to create you do better 
Exactly. That's right. Exactly. And you know better. Not not only do you know better, you have the resources to do better. We have the resources to do better. And on that note, you have the mm-hmm. sis, you got the resources. You do. You got the resources do. to do better. You That's do all I'm saying. It's, it's no yeah, shade. It's do. no shade. <laughs> no. And we all have our own yeah. power, privilege, income, all that shit. But we have the resources yeah. that mama didn't have 50 years ago. Mama didn't have 30 years That's ago. That's right. This is a different That's world. That's right. You have the resources. Right. Let's stop making excuses and love us first and foremost. Hello here. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I tell people that all the time in my business. They're like, you know, I want to buy a house. But I just, you know what I say? When you're ready, you'll do it. Mm. Girl. <laughs> I want to design my space. When you're ready, you'll do it. Period. Get ready, ladies. Get ready. <laughs> Get yes. ready and do it. When you're ready, when you're ready. And I say that, I say this again, but I equally say it to myself. When I haven't done something, the only thing I say to myself at this point is, you're not ready to do it. Mm-mm. I don't I don't even give myself the excuses anymore. Yeah. When you want, because here's the thing. Whenever you really want to do some shit, you get it done. Exactly. <laughs> That's all there is to it. So That's do it. all there is so to do it. it. Exactly. That is it. So if you're ready to feel better about yourself and you're ready for people to see you as a full human and you're ready to flourish and you're ready to do your own thing and you're ready and you want all those things, let me tell you something. You will do it when you are ready and there will be nothing that comes up that decays you. Nothing. Nothing. Because the truth of the matter is, life is always going to present challenges. That is what living is about. Once you get a hold on that reality, to know that you stop looking for this moment where no challenges ever show up again. It's the biggest fallacy that anyone can ever teach you, is that life, you work so hard to not ever have to have challenges again. Life is suffering. To, As the Buddhists say, life is but, suffering. But, it you is. It, it is. It and is. not in that kind of way. Yeah. And not in that kind of way. You know what I mean? I think people are like, because uh, people will say, you know, I don't want to suffer. I don't want Listen, learn to flip things on its head. The most beautiful things that come out of you that you discover about yourself always happen in times when shit is challenging. That's yes. just what it is. Really, when you're like, it's the pressure that makes diamonds. Coals turn into diamonds because of the pressure, y'all. Listen, nothing new under the sun. Rub it under, yeah. You got something rubbing up against you. And if you don't want the pressure, then you will be stagnant, and you will continue to do what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like that's just (laughs) that's just what it is at this point. Yeah, it, it, it is. You. Stop letting people tell you who you have to be. You got you're it, so much greater than that. <laughs> yes. yes, you're so much greater than that. And we're all a work in progress. I'm talking like I, I know what I'm doing all the time, but I know this. I know that I can be and become whoever I want to be. And I'm so leaned into that at that at this point in my life. I Listen, I hate when I, and let me put, I, I hate to use the word hate. I dislike greatly being on camera, uh, taking pictures, being, you know, me and you know me since I was a kid. You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm good. I'll take the picture. But you know what? 
at this point in my life, because of what I do, I don't have the choice. I cannot like it, but it still has to be done. Yes. And what I have found out is like, okay, you know what? You'll learn learn to enjoy some of this. Learn to realize like this is how you're capturing moments that you're never gonna get back. Like this is how you remember who you were and who who you are right now. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to get uncomfortable to get the things you say you wanna that you wanna have and the and the things that you wanna accomplish. So guess what? You got a photo shoot. Go do it. Period. That's it. No excuses, Tadija. No excuses. No excuses. You can't ask for the accomplishment and not be willing to do the work. Hello. We we fall so in love with the end product, the end result, that we don't even have any relationship, no understanding of what the process even Mm -hmm. looks like. We have no, no understanding of what the process of getting there is. And... We got to yeah. fall in love with the work. <laughs> Myself yeah, included. In love with the work. I have to fall in love with the work. <laughs> yes, we all do. Thank you for listening to Thank You Comment. If you are enjoying the podcast, Subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Inky Comet to continue the conversation. Also, be sure to check out The Inky Comet soundtrack on Spotify. Until next time, be encouraged.